welcome to the Let's Not Panic podcast. We're two practical people chronicling a pretty impractical trip from San Francisco to Patagonia. We're trying not to panic. If you're just joining us, I'm Maggie. And I'm Adam. And we're a married couple who've quit our jobs, given up our lease, and hit the road in a Toyota 4Runner that's now our home. Yes, indeed. Although this last week, it hasn't been our home. Mm-hmm. It's been parked safely in Guayaquil. Where, where we, we are now. Where we are now. We're back. And Maggie, where were we? We were in the Galapagos. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. It was fantastic. I I'm going to move there. Yeah, in order to get Maggie to leave, I had to buy a, a rag and a bottle of ether. <laughs> I like that the rag came first. Yeah, you got to find a good rag for <laughs> ethering people. You can't just <laughs> use yeah. a, a shirt. It's got to be a good rag. So we left and came back to Guayaquil, where we are right now, um, and where also the Barcelona soccer team is, which won last night. Yeah, their team name for Guayaquil in, the, I think, the National League is mm-hmm. Barcelona, mm-hmm. which was confusing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they won, and everyone lost their shit, as you do, apparently. Fireworks, riots. Yeah. Less official fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> All the normal stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, Guayaquil sucks. We're leaving. Oh, you can't say that. What if <laughs> all of our listeners are Guayaquilians? It's okay. It's not fair. We're staying in the part of town where the airport is. So the, imagine like the worst part of the big city that you are closest to or live in where the airport is. It's just like the shit part of town. Yeah. yeah. That's where we are. We're not giving it full shrift. Definitely not. Is that a, is that a term? <laughs> We're going to say yes. Long shrift. We're not, <laughs> we're not drifting it. Um, <laughs> Because we're not going to all the fancy like downtown doing the sightseeing. It's a big city. I'm sure it has some stuff to offer. But we just like the nature, man. We just want to get out of here. Well, and also because driving here is like you uh, have to just be ready to slit someone's throat. So uh, all the time we had been in Ecuador, I'm like, hey, you know what? Ecuador's driving. Everyone follows the rules a little bit more. The roads are definitely a lot nicer. Until we got to Guayaquil where there apparently are no lane lines painted in many, many places. And everyone loves to play a game of like how many cars across can fit on this road. Mm-hmm. How can I cut you off? And how it can, can I be fit like six across. Yeah. So it gets really hectic. It gets so hectic and everyone is so petty. The driving is shit. And also people don't know how to walk in grocery stores here. I'm just going to throw that out there. You calm down about that yeah, one. I've, it's just very just noticeable to mad. me. <laughs> I think he decided that people here can't walk at grocery stores. And so now anytime he no, sees any no, evidence no, 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 to support no, no. it, he's like, see, see. No, no, no. And it's no. just like a lady with a stroller. We went to get up like water and the water happened to be in the same aisle as the wine. And I was pushing her cart because I was going to get like six gallons or, t- uh, you know, a lot of water. 20 gallons or not six gallons, six, uh, 10 gallons of water. Uh, anyway, I'm pushing a cart and there's like carts just scattered every single way diagonally. One has a small child in it. And so I'm like trying to go down the aisle and then no one cares. No one looks and I have to actually like manually push the child cart slightly. I'm like, you should start with cart. Don't say push the child. (laughs) (laughs) The cart containing the child. I had to actually like nudge out of the way and I felt really weird about doing that. If it was just a dare cart, I'd just kick it. I don't care. But with a child in it, it's like a whole other level. Anyway. You know what's more exciting than your shopping cart fiasco? I don't even care about shopping carts. Hold on, Maggie. Hold on. I'm not done yet. <laughs> the other thing Damn it, Adam. <laughs> about walking in a supermarket is you got to keep moving or get out of the way. Right? And, and I'm not, it's not Sometimes my idea. Sometimes people are shopping. No, it's not that. They're not like, hmm, should I buy this? They just stop in the middle of the road, in the middle of the way, and just 
stare up at the ceiling. I don't That's know what they're not doing. What was I, happening? I don't know what was going on, but it was so consistent and only in Guayaquil. It's it's a very strange okay. phenomenon. You okay. know what's more interesting than your grocery store woes? No. I don't. Tell me. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> the Galapagos. Oh, yeah, I guess. So uh. we took a cruise, um, a seven-day cruise that we booked in Quito. Yeah. And uh, we, we talked about the process of that last week. Mm-hmm. It was a haggling thing. And it turned, we got to compare our price with some people. And there was one couple... That beat us. They booked like the day before. Yeah. We booked like six days out. They booked the day before. Yeah. And they were fine with that. But um, o- overall good price. Yeah. Yeah. For, oh my God. And the boat was like really fancy. The boat was very comfortable. Mm-hmm. The rooms were like a hotel room for each person. Yeah. Each couple. Nicer than the hotel that we're recording in right now. Yeah. Well, there's more space here, but there's a lot more street noise. It seems like the window in this place it it's like a close. it's like a zero or a negative one pane window <laughs> <I think. laughs> um yeah so the boat was like really beautiful i'd been on a couple sailing trips with friends um not like crewed cruises crewed cruises <laughs> crude be crude be crude um and the little cabins were like so small they were like little bunk beds and then you'd have to like inch past them so that was kind of what i was expecting and i was totally fine with that yeah so when we got like what i would say is for a boat like a huge room yeah it was with its own bathroom with hot showers chairs there Mm -hmm. there were like sitting couches that we never found an occasion to actually use those but well we stored things on them so we got that going (laughs) for us they were good holding places Mm -hmm. Um, it was really great. So that definitely made me feel a little less of the sting of the the price. Yeah. And we knew what we were getting into. We knew it was still going to be a lot of meat bagging. We knew it was going to be, mm-hmm. um, scammy. There, you There's know, tour stuff is always scammy. My favorite example. So, um, booze was not free on the boat or like you had to pay for all of it, obviously, I guess. And they had bottles of wine out on the dinner tables the first night we all sat down for dinner together. And we were like, how much does a bottle of wine cost? And it was $45. And everyone was like, holy shit. Like, nobody was going to pay that. And then we looked at the bottle of wine and they'd accidentally left the price tags from the grocery store on. Yeah. $15. Yeah. So (laughs) right just in your face. Like, yeah, yeah, we're we're exploiting you. Yeah, it was like (laughs) 10 points for... You know, acumen, zero points for guile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the cruise was, like, pretty fantastic. And because the Galapagos is so fragile, I think that it's fair that you have to experience it, like, as groups. Like, you can't just, like, fuck off and wander around. Yeah, you can't just rent a sea do and go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, while I always value any travel where we get to have autonomy... Um, I appreciated the need for th- this particular constraint. Yeah, it wasn't going to happen here yeah. that we'd have autonomy. Yeah, which uh, we didn't. Uh, no, no, we certainly didn't. But it, we ran. A v- it was on a very tight schedule, mm-hmm. and so our days typically looked like wake up at seven, have breakfast cafeteria style, like in a buffet. Food was okay, um, and then get ready to do a hike most of the days. Mm-hmm. for about an hour and it was a pretty mild hike because you can imagine the age range swayed between like 23, 23. and 70 yeah. yeah yeah so like you know it's not it's not a 10 kilometer hike that's going to take four or five hours um 
And it was great. And so that would be the morning. And then in the afternoon, typically we would do some sort of snorkeling in mm-hmm. a pretty cool snorkeling spot. Yeah. Like, I think it's really cool to be able to be in these really remote areas and then get on a dinghy and then be able to go and just experience like rocks and sea turtles uh, watching on, in the ocean. Penguins. Yeah. I guess, Maggie, we should cover what animals we saw because I yeah. think that's the, the big thing, right? I separated it in our our notes for ourselves into on land highlights. Oh, wow. So Adam, do you have an on land highlight? Um, So on on land, land. there were like 10 bazillion iguanas, marine and land iguanas. Yeah. There were lots of birds, tortoises. Yeah. Uh, My on land is actually pretty easy. Like you can do this on the main island, but just the giant tortoise was amazing. Yeah. He, we, we interacted with one giant tortoise. There were a lot of them. And when we got there, it was the afternoon and they were all kind of just flopping hilariously on the ground. <laughs> they all just look like they've given up on life. They like all look sleeping. dead because they have like these tiny little heads with the longest necks and they just extend them all the way out and then fall asleep yeah. like that. They just leave their face resting on the ground and their, <laughs> their legs like splayed out. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like, uh, is everything okay? <laughs> You're not quite as majestic as you look in the brochure. <laughs> <laughs> but there was one really cool one that was kind of hiding in this tunnel under a bridge next to where all the people came. And he was so curious about people that he, and it looked very difficult, came stumbling out of this little tunnel he was in. Yeah. And like very painstakingly climbed down steps. It's very interesting to watch these huge, huge tortoises like stumble down steps mm-hmm. and then come came and climbed up the wall just so that he could stick his head out of his shell as far as he could and look at us in a really like make eye contact with people meaningful way yeah he it was just really cute so yeah we got a really cool picture of just like right there looking at him maybe that bears clarification so we saw this in the charles darwin research center right yeah where so they, they have a turtle breeding program or tortoise breeding program so um yeah, they weren't wild tortoises. Yeah. We saw wild tortoises, but like by the side of the road. Yeah, I still take issue with that definition but of wild. But I, yeah. What does wild mean to you? Do you respect the wild? <laughs> <laughs> They're next to the road. They're like just, yeah. wow. Sometimes they, that's where a wild animal is going to kick it. Yeah, I was worried about them. They did not, apparent, the taxi driver said it had been 20 years since any of them had been hit by the car, yeah. hit by cars. I was really concerned that they'd be, you know, in danger, but apparently they're really smart about crossing the road. Well, that and they're fucking huge. I think they're pretty easy to see from far away. Yeah, but they're also very small. What? Oh, the some of them are really small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) You said huge. (laughs) I actually meant to say slow. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, uh (laughs) they're huge. Yeah, they're also really small. That was sort of a strange point, but all right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, my on land highlight was um so we were there during sea lion pup season so there were babies so many babies they were so cute and there was one um that was hanging out with its mom like pretty far in uh and we had to walk past them in order to go on our hike and he, like the little baby was just so friendly and excited and had things to say and they make like the most ludicrous sounds and our guide said it was probably like about a week old still had like baby roll fat. Yeah, it, it was, was so 
fucking cute. It was clearly not very coordinated compared to normal sea lion. Yeah, yeah, like it hadn't really. Like they're already pretty ridiculous when you watch them like waddle around. Yeah, that's why it's really cute to yeah. see like a little baby that can barely <laughs> hold the shit together. Yeah, so that was my on land highlight. Cool. What is your underwater highlight, Adam? Hammerhead sharks. <laughs> you want to think about it at all? No, no. So we heard about um, scuba trips. We didn't have a chance to do a scuba before we went, but we got to interact with lots of people on the boat that had done scuba trips. And they said, yeah, hammerhead sharks, it's the right time of year. The water temperature's right. Um, And they're everywhere. And they're everywhere. And I had no idea that that was possible before going to the Galapagos. Mm -hmm. And they are insane. They're really cool. Um, Because we've seen sharks before. There's... Well, we saw nurse sharks. Nurse sharks. They're like, like four to six feet big. Like they're they're but real they're like size. The pigeons of the sea. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, there was another group that scuba'd with us in Belize, and the guide had brought food for the nurse sharks, and they just flock like a, yeah, it was gross. Like pigeons and yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but these guys, the hammerhead sharks, are you know six to ten. No, 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 no not that big. They six were feet like around five six to feet. seven feet. Yeah, yeah. Um, large, and then the cool thing I like about them is they're a little bit elusive. They'll swim around in packs or lines uh, and just not get close to humans. They see us scubaing, and they just are like, okay, well, yeah. I'm not going to go next to you, and, and they're yeah. harder to see, um, and they're, you know, just prowling around looking for food. Yeah. So it was really cool to see those. Um, honorable mention. No, no, I'll, I'll let you. No, what's, what's your honorable the, mention? The manta ray. Oh, yeah. I had had no idea manta rays could be this big, or I've always just been calling rays manta rays. An actual manta ray apparently is like five, at least five feet wide, and it can get up to like 10 feet wide. Mm-hmm. And we saw one that was at least wider than like a, a medium-sized truck. Um, it was I, like eight feet Yeah, span. It yeah. was really cool. It was, re- it, you know, it had been, it left the surface and it was swimming underwater, and we all just kind of, or at least for me, like, Someone pointed and I just turn and see this giant thing yeah. in the water. I've never seen anything that big in the water with me. It was pretty uh, cool. It was really cool. Um, I mean, I liked every day that we went snorkeling and I really liked the scuba diving too. I mean, the hammerhead sharks were amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a moment by myself with a penguin where it was furiously trying to get away from a group that was chasing it, and they accidentally chased it right into me. Yeah. Um, the day that you weren't feeling well. Oh, yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool, because I got to just, like, it had to, like, swim around me, basically. So it was, like, a cool vantage point for it. Um, we saw so many sea turtles, like, giant sea turtles when we were snorkeling that we almost got kind of, like, blasé about them. Yeah, that's a weird thing that happens. Also, <laughs> I mean, just the iguanas. We almost got to the point of, like, not liking them because there were so well, many. I always liked the marine iguanas. Right, but it was just like, okay, it's an iguana. Yeah. I kind of resented having to stop for them after a <laughs> while. It's like, okay. Okay, well, we took one <laughs> really obnoxious hike that was, like, the only thing that felt like just a straight-up waste of time. Um, yeah, that was like not a great hike and they didn't advise people very well about what footwear to wear. So like two people had bloody feet from thorns cause they were wearing flip flops. Yeah. There was this dangerous, uh, thorn tree. Yeah. Like <laughs> the one guy's foot was just like pooled with blood right. in his shoe. It was really gross. Um, and the only thing that we saw on this hike were land iguanas, which are cool cause they're giant and they're bright yellow and orange. So, you know, that's neat. Yeah. But 
I took to calling them magnificent trash lizards. <laughs> I think it's a great name. Yeah, because I think that it sums it up. Like they're magnificent because they're giant and they're beautifully colored and wow, but they are just trash. Like they just lie around like complete pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah. Like full splay everywhere. Um, and that's kind of like all they do. Yeah. They just, they barely move. And yeah, they'd and they're be everywhere. We'd be walking in the brush and they're, this trail would wind, 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 and we come upon a land iguana, and then we would just have to like stop because it wouldn't move. And everyone and had to take pictures. Yeah. And by everyone, I mean me. Well, it, everyone would try to take turns, and sometimes we'd scare off the lizard. And after like the tenth one, it's like, okay, guys. But, you know, every lizard is a special snowflake, Adam. Yeah, yeah that's that's <laughs> what I don't agree with. <laughs> um. Yeah, but underwater, the sea turtles initially were probably my mm -hmm. favorite thing mm -hmm. um i'd say yeah overall yeah. that's a very strong pick if, like all of the sea turtles kind of yeah. like and a sea lion played with us oh yeah that, that was really, was really cool we yeah. snorkeled in this one lagoon that was definitely like just being dropped in the middle of an aquarium mm -hmm. it was really cool there were like a ton of fish there were sea lions there were marine iguanas swimming around other people saw rays and turtles we did not that day um but there was a sea lion that came out, and my idea of sea lions comes from San Francisco, which is that they are giant and mean and, like, really territorial, so you shouldn't get too close to them. Yeah. And these ones are not that way. Well, they're, I think they're a little territorial, but they're not dangerous. They, they're just, like, but they actually want to play with you. Yeah. Like, we talked well, to so many people who played with sea lions. It was really fun, because we're, we're snorkeling. And I have a GoPro, so I'm, like, doing that kind of stuff. And when there was any sort of interesting wildlife, I would try to dive. Well, for whatever reason, when you dive, it makes the sea lion a lot more excited to hang out with you in particular. Mauricio said the bubbles. Yeah. They like the bubbles. The bubbles. <laughs> I think they like just seeing, like, oh, you're going to do some stuff, too? Because they're so agile underwater. They were kind of, he was just sort of showing off. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, when you dive, it's like, oh, okay, game on. And he's, he's going to, like play his like sea lion game with you and yeah. he, he just like circles around you really really quickly and shows you up kind of it was really cute yeah that was really cool i think that one's my highlight i liked everything everything's my highlight <laughs> <laughs> all right so maggie does not understand the concept of a highlight <laughs> moving right along um <laughs> well so the cruise thing we were really ambivalent about doing because of being meat bags, which Adam has explained before. Which is the, the general concept is you're just a bag of meat that some person has become responsible for. Mm -hmm. They often resent the task, then they're just kind of like checked did. out. Yeah. <laughs> just like, all right, guys, go this way. Okay. Hold these things. Okay. You know, like that kind of deal. Yeah. Just meat bagging. Yeah. Um, and that's unavoidable on a cruise of 16 people of varied age that are all just kind of like, this is the itinerary guys, we're all going to do this together, you mm -hmm. know? So, um, we weren't sure what it was going to be like, or if it was going to be enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely meat baggy. There were a couple instances where you're like, God, I just feel silly. Um, but again, like, I think that it's fair, like that you're going someplace that's fragile and delicate and exciting and, it's good to have people have like really tight supervision like that around so many animals. Yeah. Oh my God. On land highlight flamingo. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. We got to okay. see, they're called 
greater flamingos. It's a specific species for the Galapagos. Mm -hmm. And they're probably like slightly taller. I don't know. They're greater. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Um, but yeah, they're, they're really pretty. seeing flamingos in the wild was pretty great too. Much closer than we got to see them in La Guajira, mm -hmm. um, or that I got to see them, but much fewer. Right. Um, anyway, sorry. I was so, just excited. There's so many animals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More highlights to come, I imagine. Yeah. As Maggie decompresses. Um, yeah, so, you know, we got carried around a little bit and there were scams. Uh, yeah, I like think on more on the meat bagging thing, that's fine. It's more of the scams that... We had to have a chat after like day two and Maggie did, actually did a great uh, mind, Jedi mind trick on me because I told her a long time ago when you go trekking and it's miserable and cold, every, it's miserable and cold for everyone. Like yeah. it, sometimes it rains, sometimes it snows. You just got to do it. And no one really complains. You just at the end of the day, you make eye contact and you do a solemn nod. <laughs> and that's that's all the complaining that that you get to do. Yeah. Um. I at the beginning I was like telling Maggie like oh the price of the the wine that's a scam. And the wetsuits. Oh the wetsuits. That was a little <laughs> egregious, right? Yeah. Everyone was pretty angry about that. So the way they have a rack of wetsuits for the snorkeling because the water temperature is too cold, but they're not included in the price. And the way that they pose it is like, hey guys, you know you might want a wetsuit. It's you know, the wetsuits such and such temperature mandatory. Yeah. After the very first one, it like one person went without a wetsuit and he was shivering for an hour afterwards. Yeah. So like bundled up and holding a hot cup of tea. Yeah. And like had not recovered. So, so I was like, OK, when it's a mandatory safety thing. Yeah. It's a little messed up for it to not be included. Plus. Those wetsuits were so stinky. Right. Are all wetsuits stinky like that? I think they had been, the term is road hard and put away wet. They're <laughs> <laughs> Actually, in this case. These, okay, so the they were all stinky and they made my bathing suit smell, which uh -huh. was gross. Uh -huh. um, and then the ones we went scuba diving with were even more disgusting. Sure. Wetsuits get gross. They're they're wet. So wetsuits but soak they, through. But why do they smell like open sewage? <laughs> because that's just what happens. <laughs> Mildew? Mold? No, sewage. <laughs> smells like <laughs> smells like poo being processed. Well, this is why I was like, Maggie, you don't want to wear a wetsuit for a long period of time. It was really hard Especially to get on. Especially one uh, that's not your own. I took them off in between. Yeah, but you but see why, right? Like, yeah, are you putting yeah, those two and two I together? I wasn't prepared for how much it would smell yeah. when I took it. Because, like, just holding them didn't smell like they, that bad. Like, they smelled a little... But then, like, taking them off after they've gotten re-wet mm -hmm, and, like, mm -hmm. stuck to your skin. Wetsuits are gross. That was the grossest thing I have. I actually thought that something had gone wrong with the plumbing below decks. And then <laughs> I realized it was just all the wetsuits. Something had gone wrong with the plumbing below the decks of somebody who wore the wetsuit previously. <laughs> huh. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it was gross. It was gross. Um. Yeah. So the wetsuits. Wetsuits are kind of kind of a scam. And oh yeah. It, but anyway, Maggie was like, you know what, Adam, you're being a little negative about all the scams. We knew we were, what we were getting into. Let's just do the nod thing. And I was like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> so instead, at the end of the day, we would just look at each other and and nod about the scams, <laughs> about all the scams that we saw. Although with the wine thing, we got like four glasses of wine, and they only charged us for one. We got two. But no, we got more than that. Okay. But <laughs> all, I'm, I'm pretty sure we only got two. <laughs> I got two by myself. So really? Yeah. Uh, I only got one. Oh, okay. So then we got three. 
but and they were also really lax. There was also supposed to be a corkage fee of twenty five dollars. They did not enforce that. I, I would have pushed back on that. That would have been pretty messed up. Yeah. So which was nice, especially for the last night, because we got a bottle of rum and another pair got us a bottle of wine, and then we all played poker for a while. Yeah. Which was fun. Yeah. Um, Adam, do you want to go to your technical corner? Let's do it. So we actually got a great question mm-hmm. from Swee Matt. <laughs> What? It's it's just <laughs> swim mat. <laughs> it's not swim No, there's mat. not two M's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I talked about the altitude problems that Shadow was having at high altitude. Uh, she was lugging really, really high when we got to 15,000 feet or 14,000 feet. And Matt said, um, if you had $1,000 mm-hmm. to address this issue, mm-hmm. in what manner would you do it? Mm-hmm. Um, and... This is the first uh, technical corner, which I've had to do a little research for, because that was a, I thought that was a great question. Um, there's really not a lot you can do. So the, what, the typical uh, advice or common knowledge is that you lose about 3% of your engine's horsepower when you go up 1,000 feet. And we are at 15,000, so we're talking about 45% of our power is lost. So... That's a lot. That's a pretty significant thing. So you should expect a pretty noticeable change in the performance characteristics of the engine. But then add to the fact that we're carrying 1,500 pounds, and it's kind of uphill, up a very steep hill, and it's kind of a lost cause for getting much performance out of it. We had been getting passed by cars as we climbed the Cotopaxi volcano, and I think that gave you a little bit of concern, Maggie, on like... No, what gave me concern was flooring the car and having it go like two miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. What gave me concern was that are we like doing way worse than we should be, but with the extra weight, with that yeah. much extra weight, that's just the way it is. We yeah. are hauling a lot. So um, that much power loss, the things that... That said, you can do some things. You can... First of all... If I, so how I would spend $1,000, I would get a compression check done. I, I don't think that's very expensive at all. I would address any issues to make sure that the engine's running as efficiently as possible. You can do one thing, which is called advancing the timing, which is just kind of tweaking at, like how the spark plugs fire. At low elevation, you don't want to do that. But at high elevation, the reason that you lose power is because the air, it's the same reason that humans don't do great at high elevation, and it takes a little bit of adjustment. Um, the air that you're sucking in is actually what causes the engine to fire. It's the, the throttle is just letting air into the engine to be combusted with gasoline. And there's a certain ratio that you need to do that in. But the thing is, when the air is thinner, that is a drastic change. And it requires that less gasoline happens in the chambers. Less gasoline is released to match that less oxygen. Um, but that just means that you have less power. And once you get to the point where you have to floor it, you're kind of at, at the limit. Um, you can change the way that those uh, chambers are filled up and make it so that it, it puts a little bit more of the gasoline air mixture in before the spark plugs fire. But that's a change that only applies at high elevation. And as soon as we went back down to low elevation, we'd be tuned wrong. So it's not really worth messing around with. May I make a suggestion for the technical corner in Ye- this case? Yes. I would use the $1,000 to rent a U-Haul and just leave all the shit. <laughs> <laughs> a storage unit? Yeah. yeah. At the bottom of the mountain yeah. so that we could actually drive up it like normal people. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's probably the easiest way. Yeah. Uh, the other um, option that's not that's out of the price range that Matt gave us is a supercharger. You can buy a supercharger that will give you more horsepower. Um, it's a four two thousand five hundred dollar thing to like two to four thousand dollar upgrade modification. It also it co- requires that you use high octane gas, so it's very expensive in the long run. Oh. Um, yeah, and it's I I'd argue probably not great for the stability of the engine overall in the long term. So it, that's definitely not an option we would consider, even if we had that budget to spend. I think I came up with the best solution. Yeah. Yep. So that's Adam's technical corner. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the question, Swim Matt. Swim. Matt. <laughs> he even signed the email Matt Who Swims is in case like you just uh, weren't unclear. I think it said Matt Who Swees. <laughs> um uh, Maggie, is there anything in the pillow fort this week? Like the whole trip to the, the Galapagos? Se- the self care pillow fort? Yeah. Like the whole trip. Like we had three square meals a day and a hot shower every single day. We got to put our bags in one place for a week. Like it was there was nothing stressful or difficult about this week. Well, we were in pretty tight quarters. I mean, that's that's hard. We're always in tight quarters. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, no, I don't really have anything for the pillow fort. I didn't really need the pillow fort. So there's no well, okay. What but like other tips or what? What other things do you do normally? What do you mean? Do you have any pillow fort? Suggestions? Uh, yeah. Like Drink lots of water. Stay hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's the fountain of youth. All right. It's the meaning of life. That's the pillow fort for this <laughs> week. <laughs> Maggie's self-care tip is to drink water. Yeah. Because apparently we need that to survive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yep. Shall we do the bees? Yep. I don't know if we're going to be able to think of anything um, beautiful <laughs> this week. What's your choice for beautiful? Um, Beautiful... There, so one really cool terrain that I saw. I, I mentioned mm-hmm. I love landscapes. I think it's the Isabella Islands. We are on the the backside of the Isabella Islands, mm-hmm. um, and it's a volcano. So all these islands are volcanic, right? Um, we're we're walking around on this big, huge desert of broken volcanic rock, and then every like fifty yards there'll be this pool of like greenish water, um, lagoons, lagoons of ocean water, brackish water. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a really striking contrast. I thought that was very beautiful. And then, so I asked the guy, like, how far does the water go? And he told me, um, actually, no, like, you know, two kilometers, three kilometers, it goes all the way to the base of the volcano. And I was really amazed by that because the water's coming from the ocean. Like, so it's, it's winding its way through these rocks to get there. And he's like, well, no, actually it's not winding its way. The water has always been there. This volcano came and then sprayed this lava field like a flat pancake all the way out on the water like you know however many million years ago uh, or hundred thousand years ago i think Mm -hmm. um and then eventually that pancake broke up and made this desert that we're standing on um but the water has just always kind of lived under these rocks here it hasn't dried out and i thought that was really beautiful and interesting yeah Mm, i mean you gotta just pick one maggie ah it's so hard so this entire trip to the Galapagos has been one of my two highlights for the entire trip. Like favorite things we've seen, really beautiful. The other being La Guajira, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Those are my two most favorite things that we've done. And um, 
so there was the red sand beach was really cool yeah that was cool um it's all these red 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 rocks um and the way that the red sand kind of fades into the blue water is really beautiful i've just never seen anything like that so maybe that's my choice the red sand beach Mm -hmm. okay yeah that was really beautiful yeah um and i think one of the most striking things i'd seen Mm -hmm. or the orcas Oh, we forgot to mention orcas. We that's saw gotta, orcas. Is that an on land or in water? Well, highlight? see, that's tough because we were we saw it from the boat. Oh, that's why we didn't mention it. Yeah. Of course, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got really lucky though, because typically you don't see orca whales um, anywhere in the Galapagos. It's possible anywhere in like remote marine areas. Yeah, but they're pretty wide ranging, and apparently our guide hadn't seen one for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got lucky. We saw a, a mother and a baby, I imagine. We assumed, yeah. It was a, a grown-up and a baby. I had never seen an orca in the wild, and their fins are enormous. Yeah. Like, taller than a human, it seemed. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. it was, because we had the... Somebody took a picture with the boat. There was a dinghy that was much closer to them, um, and somebody was standing in it, and it was sh- the, the person was shorter than the orca. Yeah, so we got to watch orcas you know, cresting the waves for like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. My favorite part about that, though, is, um, you know, everyone had been like, are we going to see whales? Are we going to see whales? And the guide was like, you know, I don't know. It's wildlife, man. I don't know, man. Uh, Like, I can't promise you anything, dude. And then they like rang the emergency bell and were running around the boat yelling, whales, whales, whales. And so like I did, (laughs) I ran out of the room because I was super excited to see them and like left Adam like hopping into his pants because he'd been in his underpants. Uh But the people, the couple in the room directly across from us had clearly done the exact same thing. The woman was dressed, she'd run out and Yannick was like jumping around on one foot trying to get his (laughs) pants on. (laughs) He like left the door flapping behind her. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, now I've seen Yannick in his underpants. Anyway, (laughs) I ran up on deck and everyone was just like so jazzed and excited. It was really cute. So even that the guide, that was like the rare moment where even the guide was like super excited. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. Brutal. Wait, was that your beautiful pick? You yeah, revised? Everything was beautiful. No, y- again, hi- <laughs> highlights. Um, <sighs> the chroniclers are going to want to know, Maggie. I know. I just, People it's hard. Everything's really beautiful. and writing this. Um... You, the choice is between the two things that you've already said. You're not trying to think of a new one, are you? Well, er, there's <laughs> <laughs> more in my brain. No, <laughs> just one. <laughs> All right. Okay, the Red Sand Beach. I'll red go Sand with the Beach. Red Sand Beach. Uh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Brutal. Uh, uh, brutal. Um, I got pretty sick on the boat. A lot of people got sick on the boat. I Everyone. Think, did. But I think I got the sickest. I had a fever. Yeah. Pretty strongly for a while. And because we were on the Galapagos tour and I kind of, I gave in to Maggie's pleading and I took antibiotics. No, I I would rather have fought it out. But we were also, you know, like time was, this is a pretty specific time. It was not a good time to need to hole up and take time to recover. I woke up pretty bad in a bad way that morning, but decided to go for the hike. And I'm glad I did because that hike was really nice. That was your favorite hike. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it was just like we got to see all the wildlife in their best habitats, and it was a very desolate island, and it, it was worth it. But by the end of the hike, I was doing all the Jedi mind tricks I could on myself to like not 
poop myself <laughs> on the Galapagos <laughs> Islands. <laughs> like, I was talking to somebody that uh, couldn't really understand what was going on with me, but I would just, like, grimace and turn away for a few <laughs> seconds at a time and <laughs> I just didn't want to think about it, so I was trying to distract myself with conversation yeah. and, yeah. Um, but got back, and then I had a fever and had to skip snorkeling that afternoon. And because I got to, I missed those things, I was like, okay, got to take antibiotics. Yeah. So I did. It was a little brutal, though. Yours, Maggie? I think it's just how stinky wetsuits get. <laughs> I did not realize they smelled like open, disgusting, aging sewage. Yeah. It was gross. Okay. It was really gross. <laughs> That's brutal for you. Yeah. Wetsuits. Yeah. Okay. Even cool. just getting that wetsuit on for scuba diving was brutal. Yeah. It's that hard. so hard. Yeah. It's I'd a never skill. worn a wetsuit that thick. I had never either. A seven millimeter wetsuit. It was pretty great though. Like when you were under, like I did not get chilly at all. Yeah. The wetsuits I've used are for surfing and they're usually four millimeters on the bottom and three mm-hmm. on the top because you don't want your arms to be too constrained. Yeah. And these things yeah, are definitely you're, could not have surfed in that. Yeah. It's yeah. very, very thick. <laughs> Um, what is your choice for bizarre? Bizarre. Um, I'm going to say how I'm going to go back to my, uh, my first point here, mm-hmm. how people move in supermarkets in Guayaquil oh my is bizarre. <laughs> You're so fixated on this. <laughs> It's you make fun of me, but then like even as we were talking about it yesterday, or like we talked about it yesterday, then we went to a supermarket, and right in front of me, this lady just stops, and I'm like almost bump into her. That can happen anywhere. But no, but she like <laughs> cut me off to get there first, and then stops. And like and that wasn't be- shopping. That was that, that kind strange. of behavior is just like what is going on? It's yeah, be- I, it just gets me. It gets my goat. <laughs> and yours, Maggie. Um. So I actually learned this not from our guide, but from somebody we went on the scuba driving trip. So there are um, magnificent frigate birds in the Galapagos, which are famous. They're these big black birds of prey, and the males have these red sacks that they inflate, uh, apparently for a week at a time, in order to attract a female. But if anyone, like, pokes it, which they will do if they're fighting, uh, it changes their voice forever. Hmm. And they become less attractive to all the other, like, female frigates. Wow. So it's, like, permanent emasculation. That's what you're risking. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. Permanent emasculation. No, the concept is really cool. (laughs) It's like, look at this big balloon I made. If you poke it, I'm screwed. Come at me, bro. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's fucking bizarre. (laughs) (laughs) Like, as if masculinity wasn't hilarious hilarious enough already you know yeah yeah that's pretty good that's like the best visual metaphor for fragile masculinity that i've ever seen uh-huh. so, <laughs> so that was that's my choice for bizarre pretty good yeah yeah um thank you guys for listening yes indeed you can find us on instagram and see lots of pictures of marine iguanas at let's not panic and can people find us on twitter maggie no, not yet. So we have like, I think now six or seven people be like, oh, you guys should have a Twitter. But I maintain. Six people does not a Twitter account to make. No, no. Because Twitter accounts are like difficult to man. Like it, they just require more um, use than like an Instagram account. Oh, uh, you have to be more responsive. 
Not just more responsive, because I feel like we're pretty responsive on Instagram. Like, um, like a tweet only lives for like a few hours, uh-huh. and then it's gone forever. So in order to have an active Instagram account, you can't just like use it even once a day. You're supposed to be using it more often than that. Yeah, that makes sense. And so an Instagram account we use like every few days, you know, and it's still fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. Yeah. But if you think that I'm wrong, you can talk to me on Twitter. <laughs> At E-M-T-E-E Hall on Twitter. It's true. Is that right? Yeah. 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 I like using my own Twitter, and I'm happy to talk to anyone there. Yeah. Um, but Manning 2 is like, I would like, you know, more than seven people to be like, yes, absolutely. I require this for life. Yeah, I could man it, and then I could just email you every time anyone tweets at us. Which is how he handles <laughs> the the contact form on our website. <laughs> um, so, which actually we have a website too, just letsnotpanic.com. Yeah, and we post blog posts every once in a while. I don't think I've posted anything since like La Guajira. Yeah, but maybe this is since this is your uh, other highlight. Maybe I know. this is maybe worthy I will. of a post. With all the pictures of all the animals that I took. Yeah, just an animal roundup maybe. Oh, that'd be good. I'll do that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um and you can subscribe to us and review us on iTunes. We like it when you do that. It's true. Yeah. It warms our cold, cold little hearts. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks guys. This is what it sounds like where we are.